Okay, I'm with Dr. Karen Bryson. Dance, Dance, Dance is the short film played at the Experimental Dance uh, Film Festival. Kind of a collage movie, two minutes. It's kind of like the tribute or the spirit of dance. Is that, would it be a correct assessment? Yes, that's a great way to describe it. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay, so it's two minutes and it's sort of like, and you're using public domain uh, image video, I'm assuming, and you only have... Like you can't go back to the 1800s to, to do dance because obviously nothing was recorded back then. So I guess it's the last, what, 70, 80 years of dance? Yeah, actually, there's a few images from the 1890s. Oh, okay. There you um, go. And then all the way up to the 1970s. Up to the, but the, but the, the, the images are not uh, obviously, they're just like photographs i guess right yeah so i have some uh still photographs and some moving pictures that are all from public domain so what motivated you to do this film well first of all i love doing research and i love um going into the archives and doing historical research so um i thought about uh when i was conceptualizing a micro short that i would make um, I found a lot of really cool public domain images centered around dance. And I thought it would be really fun to do a tribute, uh, an historical tribute to dance, but in a fun way that would make people want to dance. And I guess, I guess that's, what, that's what we do. I guess we want, we want to dance, but it's also kind of like, it also is almost like a, uh, in certain terms of like fashion and, and basically like what people wore and, and things like that as well, I guess, right? Yep. Yes. It, yeah. So it gives snapshots of us, uh, North Americans, throughout um, that part of our history. So basically through the better part of the 1900s. So there's an image, I think, about a minute in of a, a Black couple dancing on the street. Do you know what era that was in? I was just curious about that uh the 1920s yeah that's what i thought it was like but like that's so interesting that they were able to capture that like do you know where that the context of that image is um i believe it was in harlem mm. i think but uh, i can't remember off the top of my head sorry <laughs> no 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 it's just it's just a very like curious image because it's like uh it's just because it's like they're it's like it's it's, it's like staged in a sense but it's it's sort of like where is this? And it's like, it gives you, like, it leads more to the kind of curiosity factor of like, like if I, if I break down all these images, where they, with the context and with the, the backstory with all of them, I guess, is it right? Yeah. 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 So, so did you have the music first before you started doing the collage? Like, did you kind of have like a set tone? Um, no, I didn't. And it took a while to find the exact music that I wanted. Um, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to have a, a subscription to a music licensing service that I'm able to use. I know they're a little pricey for a lot of people, but um, I'm fortunate that I'm able to have a wide variety of music at my disposal that I can use. So um, I was able to search through that um, library and come up with just the exact type of music, the tone and the tempo that I wanted um, for the images. So how were you editing then? Like, how were you, were you editing to some uh, temp music or were you editing to like just the images itself? 
I was, yeah, <laughs> I'm calling it uh, serendipity that, yes, I was editing the images to um, kind of go with the music, but it worked, it ended up working out really well that I was able to, <laughs> there were a few places where I was like, I'm not sure this is going to work, but it actually worked out really well. So it was kind of serendipitous that I was able to edit them so closely, I feel, to the the music. And how many images and videos did you use in total for two in two minutes? I don't even know. I never counted them. There's probably 30, maybe. I think there's more I, than that. I, there might be. I don't know. I never actually counted them. So that's a great question. Um, I know when I was doing my research, like I collected hundreds and then I had to scale it down to the ones that I really wanted to use. So I had I had way more images than. I actually ended up using. So why why two minutes? Like, did you think about making it longer? Or? No, it just went with the song. That's how long the song was. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to make a micro short because that's how I started as a filmmaker. Yeah. Making micro shorts, which I think is what a lot of people do, <laughs> right? <laughs> to test the waters and really get your skills up to where you where they need to be to start making longer yeah types. well this is like kind of like an, an exercise in editing i guess right yes absolutely so what is is this your how many films have you made so far um so i started a youtube channel and i've made uh, about six so far yeah how's it going? Uh, it's going really well so now i'm uh, my big project now is that I'm starting a feature length film. Oh, wow. Like what's, what's the, what's the process? What's the, what's the story? So I am, um, I am adapting it. So just to give you some context, I really like also in addition to doing research because I'm a book nerd. I'm a scholar. Obviously, I'm a university professor. So I love doing research, but I also in, enjoy the process of translation. So I um, actually did it for two of the micro shorts that I made. I did translations of um, two poems from Greek, and then I made movies based on the micro shorts based on those two poems um, by C.P. Kavafi. Um, so I I love that process of translating those poems from Greek um, and making making shorts based on those. So I decided for my longer project, I am um, translating a novel that was uh, published in 1910. There's a fairly famous poet named Rainer Maria Rilke. Um, he was Aus Austrian Bohemian, but he wrote in German. And he um, published only one novel. So I'm adapting that novel um, as the basis for my feature length film. And then so but then it's a, it's a novel. So you're so what's the what's the like the images are you just using? Like what's how what's the tone? Like how you got how are you putting it all together? So what I'm doing is I'm so the the novel, uh, obviously, it was published in 1910. So it takes place in the early 1900s. I'm actually in the pro as I'm adapting, adapting it. I'm also updating it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so it's going to be uh, taking place in present day. Uh, it's going to be uh, the the novel is a collection of observations during that period of time 
uh, a young writer who goes to Paris to learn how to write. Um, and I am making it a young writer who goes to New York um, in, <laughs> yeah. in present day um, for the same idea. She goes to a big city and I'm making it a woman because I'm going to be <laughs> starring in it. You're gonna be so, you're gonna be, do you have acting experience? Uh, yeah, actually. I started out um, doing a lot of acting when I was in my 20s. I have to get my feet back back into it. But um, yeah, I actually do have a lot of acting experience. So I haven't done it in years. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be an interesting challenge. I am going to be doing all the work myself. I'm writing, producing, editing, acting in it <laughs> since it's a it's uh, a one a, a one woman show, so it's going to be oh, that's me. Amazing. Yeah, if if I come to parts where I feel like I need extra voices, I do have access to AI technology that I can add additional voices of other people if I need to, because I I won't really need a lot of extra dialogue, and I think the AI voices will be good enough. I, I have um I have the AI voices really dialed in well enough that I think they're going to be passable if I need extra uh, characters besides myself. Wow. So, well I, well, I wish you the best of luck with this. When does it start? Um, I'm in the process of <laughs> doing it right now. <laughs> it has started, oh, started at the beginning of this month. So to, to go back to this, though, well, we wish you the best with this, with that project to go back to this film. So do you have dancing experience? Like what motivated you to like? No, no I do not. <laughs> I'm a pretty terrible dancer, but I love dancing. Um, I just really enjoy uh, watching people dance. I love participating in the activity, although I don't think anyone would necessarily want to watch me dance. Um, but I certainly appreciate dance. And I think it's such an important part of uh, North American culture. And it says a lot about our, about our history. So I felt like there weren't a lot of films that I've seen that were specifically um, like a, a very brief historical snapshot of dance and our history around dance. Oh, wow. So then like, so like, what did, what other films, like type of films have you made before this, this film? Um, I made a, another short before this one that also did really well in uh, the film festivals. It's called a life in flowers and it's a woman's relationship uh, to flowers from birth through death. And that's also a micro short. It's about two minutes as well. Then I've made the two, um, Shorts based on two Kavafi poems that I talked about earlier. Gotcha. Um, and then I've, I've done <clears throat> some, what I would call more documentary um, shorts uh, also as well. So, so you think you're taking, then you're taking the leap into, into doing the feature film. I'm going to take the leap and do a feature film. That's yes. A, that's amazing. So our festival sends you uh, the audience. what do you think about the audience uh, feedback that we sent you? I have not looked at it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, really? You're the first person ever. Is that bad? History? No, no. It just, it's, it's just it's interesting you never watched it. Yeah, sorry. No, I, I normally, like, I'm also an author. I'm a podcaster. I have never looked at any reviews of my podcast or really of anything that I wrote. 
really, <laughs> published as an author. It's not really a review. It's just more about people liking your film. So. Well, thank you. I'm glad they enjoyed it. So you should take a look at it. Okay, I will. <laughs> I won't watch it. No, we. I've, I think I've done over a thousand of these. I'm being perfectly serious, and I'm. This you're the first person never to have watched it. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but really, uh, well, it makes you unique, I, I guess. Well, once I put something out into the world, that's up to other people to decide if they like it or enjoy it. I mean, I, I'm thrilled that people love it and enjoy it. That's that's fabulous. But that's really not part of my process. Once it's out in the world, then it belongs to the audience. It really doesn't belong to me anymore. That's fair. That's yeah, that's 100 percent. That's 100 percent fair. That's basically what the filmmaking experience is all about. So how do you enjoy the festival experiences then? Like, how do you enjoy submitting the festivals? Like, you're just like, want to get your, your name out there, the films out there? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess it, I feel like it's part of the process of growing as a filmmaker that you need exposure. Otherwise, you're just, I love making films and I don't really mind if I'm the only one who watches it, that's fine too. But I really would like other people to enjoy my work because I'm spending a tremendous amount of time um, creating things that I am creating for other people to enjoy. So I would like, I like the exposure of having other people um, enjoy what I'm creating. Gotcha. And you said you're a, uh, a professor at a university, correct? What do you teach? Yes. Yes. I am a uh, professor of psychology and human services, but now I'm primarily teaching general liberal arts classes. And what does that detail? I'm just, I'm just curious. If I was attending your class, what would I be learning? Um, learning about um, writing, critical thinking, um, an introduction to being a scholar, basically, and learning about, um, in general, what it means to be a well-educated person. Gotcha. A well-rounded person? Yes. And so how's the university uh, world these days? I know it's going through a systematic change, I guess, in the last 15, 20 years. Yes. And I've been a professor for 18 years. So <laughs> it's yeah. dramatically shifted from, um, of course, 18 years ago when I started, we were 100% in person. Online wasn't even a thing really yeah. then. I mean, people had correspondence courses, but yeah. being an online student wasn't a thing. And over the course of time, I'm now 100% online. Oh wow! You see, you everything's on. So, so how does it work then? You just the people just attend your seminar, and I don't even see them. <laughs> oh, you don't? Nope. I interact with them completely online. Oh, but you, but you see them on a Zoom or something like that. I see that. I see photos of them. Okay. People don't yeah. turn on their cameras. No, we don't. Do, it's asynchronous, which means that um, I post things like I'll post a video or, oh, post gotcha. a video or post an assignment and then they do it when they do it. And then they they submit an assignment to, to me and then I read it and give them feedback. We have a discussion board where this all the students will discuss things, but it's asynchronous. So yeah. it's like posting things and they'll see it when they go in there and see it. Do you think that's the future then of like more schools? Oh, yeah. Way more schools are doing asynchronous learning because um, we have students that want access to things when they want it. <laughs> you know, we're in a 
society of I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, then they want to be able to do things online. I mean, younger people are more oriented to being online than necessarily having to go to a class and sit there and listen to some person who's, you know, 30 years older than drone on and on for I guess it, an hour or two. It re- kind of reminds me of our festival in a sense where we used to do the audience feedback and what what's missing and what we do now, because it's more, we get more comments and we get, it's more of a edited discussion. So it's a lot better. The yeah. only thing that's one that, that's missing is the give and take. So meeting that, see you have a discussion about whatever's happening. There's a million things, crazy things happening in the United States right now. So the topics could be endless. But then it's having an ideological discussion with the students where I think that's what's missing. So even we're talking, say we're talking about your film at our festival in Los Angeles, there could be a good give and take about what's happening. Someone makes a comment and then someone has a rebuttal or someone can jump off of your comment. That's what seems to be missing. It's the same kind of analogy with university, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it leads to more kind of curious, uh, um, imaginative thinking, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's, that, that's, that would be my, my rebuttal. Cause I would obviously went to university, not obviously, but I went to university and that, that was the, that's what I remember about the most is about like lively discussions about something, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, discussion is just taken a different form. So, yeah. you know, like people are on Facebook all the time or they're commenting on in online forums while our discussion, our online discussions yeah. are very much like that. It's an online forum where people going in. Yeah. I don't all think hours you Facebook uh, discussions with like university. I guess it's more centered and more like, it's more like people have the same kind of like motivation or same kind of interest. I guess that's why they're in the class, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sure you don't tolerate uh, hate speech too, right? So No, yeah, the tone. So <laughs> it's similar in the way it's structured yeah, to I the understand, Facebook yeah. discussion, but the tone and the quality of the discussion yeah. is much different, obviously. Yeah. Quality, I guess quality is the key word then. No, yeah. it, it's, just, it's, it's an interesting time because it's like, uh, yeah, cause this is what they're, this is what the generation is going to be learning, I guess. Right. Yep. And students love videos. (laughs) Younger students love videos. I mean, they're, you know, constantly exposed. They learn things through TikTok and they learn things through YouTube. Whereas when, I mean, you're younger than I am, but when I was young, we had to like get on pants and a coat and go to a library and look in a card catalog. I remember, library is still my favorite place in the world. I remember that exactly. But I I love how you just said put on pants. (laughs) Put on pants and go to a library and look in a card catalog. I don't even think that people know what a card catalog is anymore. Well, it's the internet, right? It's Wikipedia. Like there used to be encyclopedias where you opened up and you wanted to know about snakes. You go to the yes book and find, find out about snakes, for example, where everything is images and in knowledge of all the snakes is all online, I guess, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, it's, I, I would I would have loved to grow up in this era, minus the, the social media. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> well, all right, thank you so much. Let's. I'm looking forward to seeing your feature when it's done. Give us a call when it's uh when it's done. We'd love to see it, and we wish awesome. you best. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you for interviewing me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hasenbeck. Incorporated.